So we were here even before legions came into practice. a Muslim woman. So, you know, prior to his wedding, he converted. They have more than one faith. At one point in time, uh, for every uh, college, there used to be two tea shops. Now, for uh, uh, every tea shop, there are four engineering colleges. So, firstly, thanks. So, thanks for inviting me to this uh, discussion. So, how do you want to take this forward? So, let's just start with your experience being in South. Okay, and what you wish to uh, know about the South? Like the way you were grown up and born, how were uh -huh. the way, the uh -huh. culture uh -huh. and the uh -huh. impact okay. of the... Okay, uh -huh. okay sure. Now, uh, you know, al although we are trying to generalize here uh, using the term South, uh, just like the whole of India, uh, Southern India also has a wide uh, uh, range of diversity, so to speak. You know, Tamil Nadu, Kerala, Karnataka, Andhra Pradesh, if you are really focused on those, uh, you know, technically some part of Gujarat, Orissa, and Maharashtra, Chhattisgarh also uh, fall under the south of India. But, you know, for sake of this discussion, if we take Karnataka, Andhra Pradesh, Kerala, and Tamil Nadu, uh, you know, all these four states uh, uh, have uh, uh, very diverse uh, cultures. And, uh, you, know, so, uh, you know, I am a Tamil from Tamil Nadu, so born and raised here. And so I would like to begin with the Tamil Nadu, and then I would like to generalize for the South to the best of my knowledge. Uh, you know, uh, so uh, now, because, the, the, you know, we are going to migrate into uh, the political side at some point of this conversation, I would also like to keep this description in sync uh, with that. Now, in terms of our culture, uh, for us, uh, uh, the prime uh, identity for us is our native language, Tamil. And, uh, you know, uh, our lifestyle has, uh, you know, its own uniqueness, just like any other lifestyle uh, in this country or any part of this world. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to uh, specifically worship practices, that is a wide range of worship practices. Uh, that Tamils have, there are so many gods that uh, people believe and uh, they worship. Uh, but the one thing that uh, sets us apart is that uh, we are, Tamil culture does not involve uh, anything with respect to naming a worship practice and creating an identity out of the worship practice. Now, someone could pray to a god called Sodalai Mad. Someone could pray to a god called Ayana. Someone could pray to a god called Viranar, Kaleri Muni, uh, and so on. You know, hundreds and hundreds of gods. But uh, you know, because someone is praying to a specific god, that uh, uh, manner of worship, that worship practice, does not get a name. And because that person prays to a certain god, that person does not carry any specific name. Uh, you know, besides being a Tamil, which is the natural identity. Uh, and, and and that is uh, one reason rhetoric utilizing uh, religion as the basic platform of operation uh, fails to click with uh, the Tamil audience. And to a large extent, this is uh, 
very similar with the kerala andhra pradesh and telangana karnataka cultures as well there are so many worship practices and here animals is very common and uh, uh, if you really look at uh, the worship practices most of the statues uh, to which people pray they originally do not have any uh, uh, looks resembling any creature often times it is a small pillar a, a round stone a nickel stone and that's about it you know this uh, you know eyes nose ears and hands and tongues coming out and you know so many uh, props around uh, you know those all evolved over time like any other worship practice every worship practice evolves uh, yeah. you know based on the perception and so the, that is there so so uh, worship practice is just part of a lifestyle and uh, for us uh, uh, fortunately we have a lot of uh, our tamil literature which predates the religions so we have tamil literature which does not use the word god and religion and and we also have tamil literature which are specifically written in praise of so many gods so you know the, the, you know if you take religious literature there is panirendu uh, tirumurai you know 12 uh, volumes of a certain thing the first seven volumes is called devara so you have so many songs written in praise of more than one god so all that falls under what we classify within the tamil literature domain as samaya kala ilakyam samayam in tamil means religion so tamil literature is classified sangakala ilakyam so sangam literature and then comes samaya kala ilakyam the literature from the time of religions so culturally we have evidence and we are cognizant of the fact that we were here our lifestyle was here our lifestyle did involve worship practices but religions evolved over time so we were here even before religions came into practice and and therefore fast forwarding now any political propaganda which uses religion as the basis is not going to click and and that is one reason uh, you know uh, the existing bjp government it's more of a vhs tape trying to get inside a cd player that's not going to work uh, in any way uh, and so on and uh, you know that very activity has gone from cd player to dvd to blu ray and now streaming uh, and this is common for all faiths and therefore any faith based propaganda would not essentially click here but otherwise uh, yes we are uh, very big meat lovers uh, uh, most of us eat meat a very small fraction is uh, uh, vegetarian and vegetarian or vegetarian by choice as well there are uh, so many uh, people who do not eat even egg just because they don't want to and and that is okay uh, and our families uh, also have diversity in them as part of it for example i have an uncle who is a muslim uh, because he married a muslim woman so you know prior to his wedding he converted and i had an uncle uh, who uh, is a christian who was a christian he passed away uh, but he became christian because he married a christian woman but uh, to this day i do not know the muslim name of my muslim uncle or the christian name of my christian uncle my uncle is my uncle and his wife is my aunt i respect my uncle and aunt the same way i respect my other uncles and aunts so within my own family you know close blood relatives network i have more than one faith uh and even within my own family uh, i am not religious at all i don't believe in any faith system but i am the one buying all the food and material for my wife and mother uh you know so many religions 
you know, uh, visible uh, lack of faith uh, or belief in all faith systems and being deeply religious, we all coexist in harmony, uh, both in, within the family itself. And therefore, uh, we expect and display a, a similar sort of uh, behavior, you know, with others when we interact. And so, uh, you know, we do not, uh, our references for who is ours and who is not ours is definitely not religion or anything related to that. And uh, over the years, we have had, uh, you know, but just like uh, any region, we also had our own share of uh, diverse political propaganda here. And uh, fortunately, to our advantage, despite all the flaws, those propagandas, they continue to have, they had to compete uh, on the positive front. For example, one political party would say, hey, uh, there aren't many schools, so we are going to build schools. And they just planned and you know result we have thousands of schools in places where there were no schools uh, and then the next uh, group came to power saying oh that group uh, looted your money uh, it, the schools are not important people are not coming to schools because there is malnutrition so we are giving free food in schools so that food will attract people towards schools and and that brought kids into the school and then the next group again they you know they are replaced by their rivals and they said one meal a day will not work. You know, it has to be two meals a day. And then the next group came and they were competing. What two meals a day? That is, uh, uh, that does not have enough nutrition. We are giving egg once a week. Then the other group comes in and says, what, once egg, one egg a week? How is that nutrition? We will give one egg every day. Then the other group came and said, what, one egg every day? We will give two eggs every day. And, you know, while this is purely vote bank politics, that uh, fierce competition between uh, political parties, the regional political parties, was on the welfare front, was on doing good to the people. So, uh, despite their problems and errors and you know whatever wrongdoings that they were guilty of, at at one angle, just to win the elections, they were competing on doing good to the people and they were trying to up each other. And as a result, uh, what has happened is, uh, you know, uh, the literacy rate has gone up, and so we now have. Uh, you know, we, we 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 make jokes about our colleges here. We'll say that at one point in time, uh, for every uh, college, there used to be two tea shops. Now, for uh, uh, every tea shop, there are four engineering colleges. <laughs> so, uh, all this began back in the 60s. Uh, and, you know, in terms of ideas. At that time, even when the ideas were floated, they were being categorized as unrealistic because the state clearly did not have the funds. Even when the governments back in that day started the midday meals program just to invite, it took some time to for them to actually realize it was the civil servant uh, segment. You know, those officers are the ones who went to the elected officials and said, "Sir, kids are not coming to the school because they don't have enough food to eat at home. Poverty is there, and uh, because of that, nobody worries about anything other than that. If we can solve that problem, maybe they will start thinking beyond the food." which is where the education, importance for education will come into play. That is when the leaders, they said, oh, the food is the problem. Let's not solve it. Let's give the food in the school itself. So let food be the reason why they enter the school. And as a consequence, they will learn. And, and this decision was made by stakeholders who did not even complete school. So, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to have that sort of political leaders. Now, we have our own list of accusations on those very leaders. That's a whole different story. 
but uh, you know despite not having a, a, a proper school education they realized the value of education and all they would do was every time they go to a district for any other function the first thing they will ask is okay how many schools do you have here how many more schools are you planning and that kept the officers uh, on their toes and as a result the government infrastructure was busy building schools and uh, so we have uh, and, and, as a, and as a result a lot of us got educated if something that sets tamil nadu apart from the other states in terms of the metrics uh, you know uh, even when it comes to literacy rate kerala does lead us lead us but you know tamil nadu kerala all these places if something sets us apart from the rest of india that is the education front uh, and you know uh, a, a doctor's child and that uh, rickshawala in that same streets that rickshawala's child both the kids will go to the same school and for us it is a common thing Uh, and, and and nobody raises the eyebrows at that what a rickshawala child going to the same school as that of a doctor no here it is very common uh, they might from uh, uh, humble background that's a different story but everyone will have access to education so uh, I, i think uh, uh, so over the years we have been conditioned to focus more on education uh, to the extent that at this point we are not worried about getting the basic level of education we are more worried about improving the quality of education uh, and and so on so so you know uh, despite all the uh, problems that you have had with politics in the past you know this is the bright side of it generally we are conditioned to think uh, you know for example one uh, incident happened in our locality where uh, you know this jyotish style people they come home to home and then say oh something bad is going to happen here and so on we completely detest that sort of a thing and uh, one fellow uh, came and said there you know two ghosts are trying to enter your home and they are finding it a problem and i can help you help you solve it and uh, we all g- ganged up against that fellow and uh, we didn't beat him it turned out to be a child a 14 year old child uh, and he he looked like a big guy but he was a 14 year old boy and uh, uh, once we realized he is 14 years old we stopped scolding him for that thing uh, the entire conversation was who is your father that is your parent how are you doing this and then he is saying my father is also doing this he is the one who put me into this trade then we wait we asked him okay call your father here then he called his father then the entire mohalla uh, scolded his father you see something bad happened with you you went down this wrong track but your life is over why are you spoiling a child's life why are you not putting him in school and then he was giving corona this that everyone scolded that fellow so we take education so seriously that even when someone uh, gets caught doing something wrong uh, you know we we focus less on punishing them but our worry is why is this child not in school he supposed to be if he is in school he will not be doing this nonsense uh, and, and so on so we are conditioned to uh, think uh, that everyone must get their share of education uh, and so on so that is something and that uh, uh, i think uh, uh, tamils we are uh, relatively sentimental uh, we get we get very emotional for things that the rest of the country might consider uh, very very trivial uh, and so on uh, you know uh, like, there are so many things yeah i'm like uh, on what trivial thing like uh, uh some some things like uh, you know uh, during school i uh, i remember studying about uh, uh, 
मराठा शिवाजी झांसी की राणी अकबर उटिंग्राफ अबउट मैकिंग but i don't see that place for making in any of the history textbook and that is where you know this, this might seem a very trivial thing but the thing is i am being denied access to my own history and we take that very seriously <laughs> like why is this and it, it it takes a long time before we actually realize it uh, you know well after completing the school when we start realizing the actual history then we okay this is interesting but i never got to read about this in my history books uh and, and so on so you know the, I... if we think that um it is cultural it is language it is the lifestyle it is history which bounds people so if mm-hmm. we see that division of uh, indian states on based on linguistic this was the reason that uh, people will be bounded so um do you think that education should focus on national history the national bus but also on the regional history uh i i think uh, uh, uh we need to reconfigure our definition of uh, uh, national and regional history uh, and here's what i propose uh you know regional history has to be regional history but national history is nothing but the summation of the regional history so you know we we, we cannot put a circle and give a definition of national history then we are forced to come up with the criteria for qualifying for national history no so for a kannadiga born and raised in karnataka the kannadiga kings and queens there is their history now they have to learn that history before they have access to uh, any other maharaj in other part of you know letting them learn about kannadiga kings and queens cannot be taken as denying the access for any other kings you know so what i my view is that national history is nothing but the overall summation of the regional history now clearly when you put together all the regional histories now that's a huge volume but we need and this is where the concept of equitable access to representation i think that would be the basis for a sustainable solution see equal access means let's say you and i are two different entities and we are the only two different entities in a system so it's two different entities and we can say equal access is 50% 50% is yours 50% is mine but if you are 70% of the population and i am 30% of the population then depending upon the amount of population you need that representation despite being just 30% if i still have 50% representation there although it could be unintentional now that is a disparity that we are letting to propagate and uh, you know as a result of it bringing that analogy to regional and national history uh, you know uh, defining a certain Uh, characters alone as uh, uh, contributing to national history will be denying access to the other names and and you know no one should play the role of such a gatekeeper and therefore what i think is, is we have to treat the population of every region their regional history while providing access to every other pieces of history um so now i know that what is that uh, as he said 
as you said that BJP has not been successful in conquering the south part. Well, as we can see, it has been successful in other parts of the country. So, what is the relationship between, or what is the reason behind it that Modi failed to conquer it? That is a very interesting question. So, now, mm, see, BJP is the political wing of RSS, and what BJP does is handle the electoral politics activity of RSS. Now we are fully aware of what RSS is, its philosophies and so on. One that is basically uh, non-Tamil. Two, uh, it is in every sense anti-Tamil as well. And because it completely contradicts with our way of life, uh, you know, we we don't want to be engaged with anything even remotely connected to that. So suddenly coming up here and saying, uh, you know, uh, we have to kill corruption, we will create jobs, growth, and but at the same time, you let people be being killed for not saying Jai Shri Ram, people being, uh, you know, killed for uh, uh, butchering. Uh, cattle, uh, you know, for eating beef uh, and, and, and so on, and, you know, letting every other uh, communal violence propagate, saying this land belongs to a certain majority, you know, that uh, philosophy doesn't fit with us. And when any group or individual either is directly participating or tolerating that sort of uh, uh, violence, uh, we'll never have a place in our minds. So from a thought process standpoint, Modi and everyone associated with BJP and RSS will forever be uh, outside of uh, the Tamil society's field of interest. Now, you need to get into our field of interest to actually capture our vote. Now, having said that, now there are BJP supporters here. There are, you know, RSS has its presence here in Tamil Nadu. So there are official members of RSS here as well. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, we do not, uh, for, for us, you know, those are the indications or we, for us, we perceive that uh, uh, you know reasons for improving the quality of our education we do feel embarrassed about it but from our perspective uh, how we perceive it is if one of us is actually supporting bjp or rss or any of their policy or philosophy it only means that we have failed to educate them properly if our quality of education was right they wouldn't be supporting that so because see we have our own literature which is telling us we were here even before the religions came to us. Now, if there is a group which is operating entirely on the basis of one religion's welfare and associated propaganda, that is basically against the very nature of our culture. So why do we, we don't have to antagonize ourselves with that. So we will forever stay away from it. Now, this is from a uh, social slash cultural standpoint. Now, from looking uh, 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 at BJP and RSS from a political standpoint, what catches our attention is this group currently in power has, uh, uh, you know, brought in new laws, has changed the existing laws. And there are certain things which are fundamentally against the concept of uh, uh, democracy. For example, that electoral bond thing. So anyone can deposit any amount in a certain bank to a party and that you can get that bond. One, your name need not be recorded. The amount of money you give need not be recorded. And uh, no one can claim that data through RTA, you know, and, and and when you deny that sort of transparency to a citizen, 
it means you are denying uh, your fundamental democratic right to the citizens. So that very nature or approach to uh, policy making is anti-democratic and which again uh, is completely outside of the field of interest of Tamils. And so, uh, you know, we, we will forever be not interested. The four seats that BJP has won here uh, actually belongs to the stronghold of their ally, ADMK. So it was DMK and ADMK and BJP is ADMK's ally, the, the coalition partner. And so they somehow coerced ADMK to let the BJP candidates stand there in four places. So the votes that BJP MLS that currently was sitting state assembly, those are not actually BJP votes, but those are ADMK votes because those four places are like their stronghold areas. No matter who uh, runs from the other side, it's going to be an ADMK uh, dominated crowd there. And, and because of that, and even to that, that is a surprise to us. And we want to completely at home, we are asking ourselves because uh, prior to the election, I would ask my father, okay, how many BJP seats do you think BJP will win? Uh, and so on. So everyone has given us a number. I, my prediction was five, but I think BJP came close, but everyone else said not even one. I, I don't remember anyone telling me that BJP will win even one seat. So they are all equally surprised at that. So because socially, culturally, and politically, from a policy standpoint as well, what BJP RSS believes in and uh, you know uh, participates in is anti-Tamil culture. So we are not very much fond of that sort of a thought process. So that that is one reason it's a, you know, it's a VHS tape trying to get inside a CD player. It's it's not going to happen. So do you think that in future BGP might be able to secure more votes or the situation will continue? Or for in the South more regional parties are on the rise. They have more dominance over there because for the fact that they understand the South people, they know their cultural values and all. So do you think that this will continue and uh, um, parties like Congress or uh, BJP won't uh, be able to um, you know, secure more seats there? Mm, see, for, for any party, uh, to uh, secure an electoral win in, uh, you know, say a legally and morally correct electoral win in the South, the first thing they have to openly say is all humans are equal. They have to make that point. So uh, them staying away from that statement itself will, it is basically alienating 90% of voters right there. Uh, uh, and so they have to say all humans are equal and they have to speak the problems of the crowd uh, and and they have to promise solutions and also deliver on that. That is one part of it. Now, and this is common for all the, even the regional parties. Even in the regional parties, if you look at the past, uh, the same party will not be in power for more than one or two terms, very rarely a third term. So it's oftentimes it's uh, DMK, next time DMK loses, ADMK wins. Then ADMK loses, DMK wins. And so it's A, A versus B forever. And the, prior to DMK and ADMK, it was Congress in power here in Tamil Nadu. The entire politics was dominated by Congress. But as it turns out, Congress is also uh, BJP. There is no big difference. Only thing is, Congress wears white uniform, BJP wears orange uniform. That is the only thing. BJP, whatever BJP does, it says very vocally, loudly outside. 
congress doesn't say that uh, very openly that's all uh, the difference at at one point uh, the state suffered so much and that created the distaste for congress and uh, uh, and congress was taken out of power that was the last time congress ever had access to power from that point onwards to this day and for the years to come congress will forever be a uh, a, a regional party dependent party so without uh, coalition with dmk or admk congress will not even win what it is winning right now but uh, because congress is being perceived as a lesser evil compared to bjp that is the only reason why you might see congress winning a little more than bjp it is not that congress has a lot of uh, fan favorites that, that used to be the time that used to be the time pretty much the entire state was the congress uh, fan at one point in time but we are talking 60s the moment dmk came to power uh, you know from 67 specifically from that point onwards congress is also out of the frame congress is like uh, you know okay uh, they probably are funding the campaigns they probably are providing some support and because there is a need for regional parties to have a friendly relationship with uh, those who control power in delhi uh, you know as a result of it and uh, because congress has held the power in delhi for most part of our uh, independent past uh, because of that the regional parties have a connect with uh, because in the end in most circumstances it was congress which was holding power in delhi and so uh, they can defeat congress in the state power but then they will have to negotiate with the central authority if they are in good terms with that party who is holding central authority they might get their plans approved they might have a friendly uh, you know give and take and for that reason congress is being allowed you know okay here's a last seat in the bus you can travel along with us okay and, and we will pay for your ticket but that's about it you can't ask the bus to stop where you want you will get down where we ask the bus to stop so that's the kind of uh, uh, treatment that congress uh, is currently getting and uh, uh, i think uh, uh, after what happened in uh, sri lanka even that has reduced so the only reason congress has uh, that, that small positive compared to bjp is that okay eventually when uh, bjp becomes too bitter for the country it's going to be congress at least that is the presumption at this point uh and although we do not completely agree with that idea for us we don't understand why this nation needs a national party all states can elect their regional parliamentarians and they can collaborate see in business there are so many businessmen and businesses who network with each other they did not start the business because they have their business friends they created their business friends after entering the market and all of them are having and that's called networking business networking so many professionals also do that who who are employees of those businesses and so 530 plus uh, elected officials can network for five years inside one building that is very much possible so from our perspective every region should elect their parliamentarian their regional fellow whom they trust and it is up to them to uh, network with each other and establish a positive collaborative give and take because we have to run this country collectively together uh, and and you know i should support your need and uh, only then i can expect you to support my need uh, you know when my need arrives and so on and so we don't understand why this country needs a national party but after what happened in sri lanka that uh, small uh, soft corner has become a really small soft corner and that too because dmk is tolerating congress party mm, so that uh, as we talk that uh, these coalition are just because 
what Congress history is. So now, what do you think that, as we can see, that Congress power is gradually on decline? Now, what do you think about the leadership of Rahul Gandhi and future of Congress? Because um, a country needs a strong opposition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, cannot agree more on that. A country needs a, a strong opposition. Now, the problem with the uh, Congress is it's like a uh, in Tamil we have this uh, paramudi or you know old saying which says tel uh, madri means uh, uh, a scorpion has stung a thief while he is inside someone else's home to steal. <laughs> so he can't scream in pain <laughs> because he's in someone else's property to steal their property and now a scorpion has stung. So Congress is in that state. The only difference between Congress and BJP is that. Congress is not openly calling out its beliefs and Congress does not wear anything. It's, it's predominantly white uniform. That's all it is. Now, uh, if, if it has to give a head-on opposition to BJP or RSS, which ideally is the opposition party there, it has to ask the question, why Hindutva? How come Hindutva? Did the Bodo Gara Diva and uh, Kachari tribes really uh, pray to these gods which... Uh, the Hindutva propaganda says, what about uh, the Bongo tribe and their worship practices in Madhya Pradesh and every other part, you know, what happened to Avadi, what happened to Bojpuri, what happened to Kumauni, Gadwali, uh, uh, Mewari, Malvi, there are so many other, uh, even Rajasthan, four dialects uh, are there, Marwadi and so on. But then everything has been replaced with Hindi, Hindu, Hindustan. So if Congress has to give a head of Coalition BJP, this is what it should be asking. Where is Hindutva in uh, Bojpuri and Avadi, Kumoni and Gadwali? Just because they don't have a written format, they have been sidelined. Even those who speak Gadwali and Kumoni natively are speaking Hindi today. They have already lost uh, their touch with their mother tongue. Uh, and, and same, you go to Rajasthan. So, and now a new name has been coined as in Hindi Heartland. Uh, and so on. So even Prem Chand used to write in Urdu, but at some point in time, he was convinced to start writing in Hindi. And now I am aware of his Hindi books, but not necessarily his uh, Urdu books and so on. So if Congress has to give a strong rebuttal, it has to be this. But the problem is Congress is also filled with the same stakeholders who believe in the same ideology as that of RSS and BJP. When that uh, Ayodhya uh, verdict came out, Congress leaders were forcing Rahul Gandhi to show a word of appreciation on social media, like come out in public and say uh, happy about Hindus gaining their place of worship. Arals, you won't get Hindu votes. Don't you want Hindu votes or not? This is what Congress and Congress candidates sits on in Rajasthan's election. They were saying, if we come to power, we will make sure no police case is filed when child marriage is happening, and so on. So. Uh, it is a different party, but they also believe in the same philosophy. Now, if they openly uh, speak against BJP and RSS, they are afraid they will also lose the vote that uh, BJP is holding on. And at the same time, they, they don't want to compromise on their identity because they are also the same. And, and as a result, Congress is not able to do anything. There has been an instance where he literally took out his Yagyo Pavita and showed, I am also Gaul Brahmin. End of story for uh, Congress. So uh, Congress at this point is basically digging a hole, putting itself inside and it is burying itself. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> first half it was uh, BJP which actually destroyed Congress. 
but uh, that part is gone i don't think bjp has any power or uh, uh, adverse uh, activity against congress alive at this point but bjp need not worry now the second half is taken over by congress itself <laughs> now congress is saying no can kill mrs <laughs> and that's what it is doing and, and as a result it is very difficult for them to make a connect only thing they, they will have to do wishy washy uh, you know neutral sounding uh, statements they are not able to con- say first thing is if you are my adversary uh, you know and i am competing with you no matter what i should say rishit is wrong arun is right ask me why i am right ask me why rishit is wrong and i'm going to explain that and i'm going to go to the end of that dot and I try to explain how rishit is wrong but if i secretly admire the policies and philosophies of rishit and now rishit is my adversary i cannot openly criticize rishit completely because let's say i criticize rishit and i come to power now what will i implement what policy will i follow i cannot be following something that i criticized during the campaign so that is what is keeping and i think that it's a, it's a uh, you know uh, it's a players injury enabling the other player to gain victory <laughs> and so uh, and that is the reason bjp is holding a higher uh, position in electoral uh, result over congress and rahul gandhi is failing no 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 doubt about it he has to ask the question if if he really has to convince you know if we say that there is a 3% chance of him coming to power and making that the starting point has to be he has to take out his ego pavida carry it in public says i am a human being who is a citizen of this india reporting to the constitution of india i am not going to fall for anything related to any shastra the moment he says that at that point he will go to a point option where bjp will never enter and that from that from there whether he is throwing a stone at bjp or he is sending a nuclear missile it doesn't matter the impact will be heavy but the problem is his own crowd will finish him if he ever says that so he he is like a, a, a puppet in the hands of a, a very wrong crowd and, and and quite frankly we do not know what the political will or the intent of rahul gandhi is as well maybe he is much more radical than the rss bjp he is not being vocal about it and uh, so on so uh, you know so so i i, I think uh, i would like to as someone from tamil nadu i would like to compare congress with admk admk is pretty much done the moment they announced coalition with, with the bjp uh, the, you know it's it's done for them their story is coming to an end they have a little bit of cash that they literally looted from jayalalitha after her death and i think that cash will keep them going to some extent but at some point either they will run away with the cash or they will run out of cash one or the other will happen beyond which that party will uh, cease to exist as a significant force in electoral politics uh, and so on so because it has attached itself to a parasite and the same way congress uh, is also uh, uh, slowly dissolving into oblivion uh, you know if if it really has to counter bjp and rss uh, it, it has to reconfigure itself and uh, it's it is going to be a bitter experience for congress but uh, you know history has shown that uh, Uh, you know actual leaders whom people loved and cherished have done that sort of reconfiguration willfully and openly